Hello, this is Angelica and Erwan, and welcome to The Cluster Speaks, a podcast talking about D-Genesis, the primal punk role-playing game. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing super good. Thank you. You're awesome again this week? No, this this week I'm uh, uh, excellent. Excellent. Amazing. Yeah, excellent. that's a good word. Whatever you want. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm very good. Thank you. I'm also very good. We actually had a, a great first podcast episode. There were a lot of people listening to it. I think the last time I checked, it was like over 100 people had listened. It seemed to go really well. Uh, we had a great reception from other members of the Discord community. So thank you guys for listening and thank you for your feedback. Yeah, thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Um, it's um, it's funny to, to see that many people are actually enjoying that. So thank you very much. Uh, this week, we decided to go into one of the most discussed topics, I guess, uh, in the community, which is uh, the metaplot. But because we don't want to just go and start talking about the complicated stuff of the Genesis or explain theories or literally explain storylines, we thought that it would be maybe funnier to just discuss like the theories on how you can understand the metaplot and um, what you can do to improve your understanding of the genesis, uh, which is a very big topic. Yeah, it, it's incredibly vast, and we could not fit it in one hour anyway, even if we tried. Yeah, no, definitely not. But like, it's it's something that I find quite interesting because for the past um, three, four years, um, a lot of people have expressed their concerns about not being sure that they would they were understanding the the game, the story, and the lore properly. And because it's such an important element in the genesis, as a, in the universe itself, um, I think it would be interesting to go into not the details, but the mechanics of what you can do to train your mind, to train your your reading experience, so you can have, uh, I won't say an understanding, but that you feel more comfortable making your theories and exploring the genesis. So I guess we should first start with what do we consider the metaplot? What is it exactly? In the Genesis specifically, the metaplot is this overarching storyline that binds together events in the official continuity of you know the published campaign books and lore books. What would you say, Erwan, is critical or or necessary parts of the metaplot? I mean, to to me and the the way I I talk about it when I mention the metaplot, I I have in mind everything that is correlated to the recombination group uh, one way or another, what happened during the Eshaton and anything that is related to the primer, those two big elements are the major arcs for me. And then some of the cults are coming in and there and interacting with that. But it has to do with a greater scope. It, it can be a personal storyline. Yeah, the meta plot could be encompass years or even decades of um, machinations behind the scenes work by various uh, multiple individuals. Exactly, exactly. And generally, it means the meta plot is going to take, for example, a cult and the way this cult is trying to achieve a specific goal. Um, so each cult could have their own meta plot of what they're trying to do. Some individual, like the Marauders, for example, are part of the meta plot because. They've been there for so long that their actions have had an impact on centuries of the, the Genesis timeline. So that's, that's maybe the exception confirming the rule. Those individuals, because they are so important and they've been alive for so long, are impacting the story. 
but in general, yes, the meta plot is going to be the big story, not the individual storylines, not the micro events that are going to happen in a town or in a specific day. So I guess one of the first things that uh, people who are new to Degenesis have to wrap their minds around is how do you even start recognizing what is involved in the meta plot? How do you start, mm, I guess, analyzing the text that you're reading to pick out those different threads? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think there is no one way to do it. It's uh, critical thinking. So basically, the way I did it, for example, was I made my first read through the Genesis uh, on my own with all my questions, my interrogations, my guesses, uh, as wild as they could be. And after my first, my first yeah, read through the books, I was like, okay, there is something. I don't get it. I don't get everything I just read, but I want to understand that. And so I read again, but this time understanding the terms, understanding the ranks, understanding the relationship between the cults. And I started writing down uh, what I found interesting, but did not understand. And by starting doing that, you identify connections or repetitions or elements that were independent in the first place start being clusters of information. And that's how I, I did it in the first place. Maybe you did it differently. Maybe you, you had an, another experience with how you approach um, understanding the meta plot. No, I had a pretty similar experience as you, actually. I read through Primal Punk and Catharsis. And then I actually uh, played a, a few games first, a couple of campaigns after that. And then I reread them again. And on the reread is when I realized that there were things that were connected that I didn't realize before. So for instance, there's this section in Pollen about the fractal forests. Mm -hmm. And at first I read it and I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I don't really understand what I'm reading. It doesn't explain the fractal forests, but that's cool. That's nice flavor. But on my, yeah, but on my second reread, you know, I was like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> This means something. Yeah. This has connection to something else in a completely different book, you know, different page and everything. Doesn't even mention pollen. And that's when I really started thinking, okay, I should write these down and I guess, you know, group them together. I had a plan of getting like one of those cork boards <laughs> and like post-it notes and string. <laughs> uh, and that, that never happened, but that was my plan originally. Yeah, I mean, that's actually, that's actually something that's... Um... That's doable. Um, for example, one, once I started um, identifying those uh, connections, I, I made like a mind map with the clusters of information. And I was like, okay, so this, this specific point, so for example, the fractal forest is connected with this different point, uh, but I don't understand why right away. So this was like a big question mark, but to be answered later. Uh, and then you read another book and you're like, oh, okay, now I understand why and why it is so important. And by by making those connections, suddenly an entire an entire wall of the metaplot makes more sense. And because it makes more sense, it also completely erases all the wrong assumptions that you would have for other parts of the metaplot. Because it's going to, for example, one of the biggest uh, ID theory I had when I was doing my first uh, read of the Genesis was that Jehamed and Getrel were the same person. 
You mean they're not? <gasps> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was I was not convinced, but one of the wacky theories I had was maybe both of them are the same guy. Um, one is uh, a televangelist, and the other one is um, the leader of a, a religious sect. Why? Why not? After all, like there's nothing proving the the opposite. But and so you you start making those weird theories, and and because when you start understanding other elements. So, for example, you read the Jamedan section another a second time, and you're like, "Oh, actually, it's impossible that Jamed and Getrel are the same person because this." And you read like the specific section of who Jamed is and what what he is doing right now. And so, it's it's like you know these games of um, the tables with double entries, and you can have um, the specific values. So, for example, you're going to have like a Bob as a yellow hat. Uh, but it also has a red room and you have to find which house is uh, Bob's house. And it's exactly the same. By finding the right answers, it also eliminates the wrong answers for all the other cont contenders. And it's the same with the theories. As you start understanding elements or plot lines, it's going to make your entire understanding of the Genesis much, much clearer. Yeah, totally. Those revelations, when you come across them, are remarkable. You know, yeah. it's it's like... Wow, is that really what it was? <laughs> yeah, it's like an uh, eureka moment. You're like, oh shit! And I, I think that's that's why it's so important that people actually take the time to try, not necessarily to find the answers by themselves all the time, but to to try this exercise because the reward at the end is so it's really satisfying. It's super satisfying. Yeah, I like for example, I I remember one of the first uh, the first riddle I solved. Um, was the the ferromancer uh, symbol over Franca? Basically, it's hinted in uh, in the Franca section that if you pinpoint the location lo uh, location of um, the ziggurats on the map, it starts forming a, a pattern. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's nice, but we, do we don't have a real map giving us any information on where the ziggurats are. And when the killing game was released, Marco also teased the world map with some some information, like we had the ninth ziggurat. Ziggurat of Macarant, uh, Machiavelli, and that was it. And I was like, okay, so maybe maybe we can start doing something with that. And so I pinpointed all the, the known locations, and I was playing with the Ferromancer logo above the map and tried to make it fit. And suddenly you realize, oh, fuck, it works. And so <laughs> you have all the information, you have your Eureka moment, and it's a, a theory that's uh, solved. But you have so many different ones, super tiny as well as super big. Um, you still have elements that you can solve right now because we are on purpose not giving all the information. But I think it's important because of the reward, of the satisfaction, and because you also understand better if you go through the discovery by yourself. Yeah, that's true. If you can make the connection yourself, it's not like someone just teaching you or telling you, you know, oh, this, this, and this you retain it better if you're the one that did the investigation in the first place. Exactly. And I think one of the, one of the biggest um, thing you can do if you don't want to do this all alone is to find another nerd uh, or fan of the Genesis that wants to go into this experience with you. I did that with a friend of mine, uh, Neville, in, at the very beginning of um, my the Genesis experience. And again, it was at the very beginning, so all of our theories were completely wonky like it was not good like <laughs> it was completely ridiculous <laughs> but we challenged each other we each time one of us would find something we would be like okay what do you think about that what do you think it means and so we would translate documents we would um, 
we would play with everything and try theories. But the back and forth helps you refine your ideas because maybe you don't want to say something stupid, but also by having someone else's feedback, you start thinking differently because maybe you want to to find the solution first, or maybe um, it is like this uh, Dr. House effect where Dr. House uses everybody's feedbacks and ideas to find the proper solution. And that's the way it worked with my friend. We were both finding solutions because while typing or while listening to what the other was saying, suddenly something clicked. And I think that's really helpful for anyone. Yeah, I agree. I do it all the time with my friends, um, not with the meta plot specifically, but whenever we need to formulate ideas for things, um, using each other as a sounding board is really useful. And I know that um, the rest of my uh, group in the Genesis is not as uh, involved in the meta plot as I am, but I really want one day to sit down with them and go through the Jackal's prophecy and see if we can figure it out together. I I think that'd be a really fun exercise. I think you can. I actually think it's a complex puzzle, but it's not undoable. It's not uh, impossible to do. It's, um, it just takes time and to try to, to read between the lines, but it is definitely doable. Yeah. And I think that kind of challenge, uh, the riddle of the Jackal's prophecy would just be fun to do together as a group. I think it would force us, I guess, to read the lore more closely. And I think we could learn a lot from that, not even for the purpose of solving the riddle, but just for our own purposes, um, looking at other plots and other storylines and even just learning about the cults and cultures a little better. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's, it, it just takes time and it just requir- it requires, I, I don't want to mispronounce the word, but thoroughful reading because it, you, really, mm-hmm. you really have to decorticate uh, each sentence to try and understand and not to make something more important than it is or not to focus on one specific wording. Sometimes it's a sentence, sometimes it's an entire paragraph. So it takes a, it takes a specific approach to understand it. But what I, what I like with the Genesis is that you have so many different type of riddles, information, half-served explanations that every kind of mind can actually understand the game if they take it from a specific approach. I think throughout the years, Marco has been able to provide so many different riddles. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about this because I, I have the um, recombination group uh, painting just above my, my computer. And um, that was a nice uh, riddle, for example, because the answer was not given anywhere. We really had to, to dig to try and find it. And it was like um, stumbling in the dark because we only had names, but it was not obvious which one was who. We were like, what, three people uh, thinking about it, like in a conversation and trying to identify who was who. And so we went through the books, gathered all the names. And then once, you had, once we had the names, we tried to make them fit with the picture. I mean, it's pretty stupid uh, said like that, but so, okay, Jamet, super easy. He has a Jamet and logo. Okay, you can cross it out. But then you have like three, uh, two middle, uh, middle-aged men and you have like two older men and two ladies. Get ready, is easy to find. But, you know, it's like, it's, again, it's the same game. It's the game of you identify the easy things so it clarifies all the rest for the, um, the other options. And it's like that for the entire concept of the Genesis, in my opinion. It's funny you bring up that painting because that's a riddle that I was trying to solve myself most recently. <laughs> uh, by myself, I didn't have anyone to you know, bounce off ideas with. So I, don't, I think I got a few of them wrong, but uh, I'll have to revisit that. 
it's a good test, I think. Not because um, it's not like you're going to gain any kind of new understanding of the game. Sure. But it's just a, a logic game. It's just literally a logic game. Yeah, I think it's a good way to hone that kind of skill so that you can apply it to other parts of the metaplot. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about other tips I think could be useful for people to to put their ends around the metaplot. One of them, I guess, would be not to try to put to connect everything right away. There are so many different layers of information in the Genesis that it's super easy to think that something very micro is connected to the metaplot because you don't know, you're not, you're never sure. So you're like, okay, maybe this is connected. So I'm going to try to through the scope of this specific information connected to something else, which is, I think, the the wrong way to do. Um, the best way to to do it is to actually read. And once you've, you're done with your reading, you go over the major elements that marked you and you try to see if they are connected to something you've already read before. And if they are connected with something you are actually sure about and not try to connect two theories that are wonky together to make, them, to make it stronger. Because in my experience, at least, it never happens. It never leads anywhere except wonkier theories and uh, weird, <laughs> weird shit. Yeah, I actually, I, I was going to say that one tip that I would give to our listeners is once you've read something, write down the most interesting things or the things that pop out to you and then like walk away. Leave it for a while. Let it sit in your brain. And then after a little bit of this, go back, reread it and see if you can interpret it in a different way that it wasn't obvious before. Because a lot of the times, and it's not even with critical thinking um, or degenesis, but a lot of the times I'll get stuck in something. Maybe I'm playing a video game and I can't figure out how to beat a boss. I will not play the game for like five days <laughs> or something. And then I will come back and try and beat the boss again. And it, I just, it just works the first time. <laughs> I just figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it becomes super obvious to me. And so for me, reading about the metaplot or, or, or a portion of it, uh, writing down the important pieces and then just not thinking about them for a while helps me a lot. I completely agree because I have the same experience with um, video games or sometimes uh, my own writing or um, whatever I produce. Sometimes you're going to feel blocked and the only thing you can really do is take a step back, do something else, refresh your mind. You're going to, you're going to drain information and inspiration from other stuff and you can re reinvest this new energy into what really matters. So if at this very moment in time, it's uh, solving the Genesis riddles, well, that's super cool and you can, you can maybe take it from another perspective. And sometimes it's also, it's also good not to focus on one specific theory for too long it's good to 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 change it's good to say okay i've done my my fair share of time uh, on the recombination group maybe now i can try to solve stuff about the jamidans or um, the anubians or uh, i don't know uh, what the chroniclers are trying to achieve or what the the carbon is or this kind of, of stuff by changing your perspective you're going to find new information that you would have overlooked while you were looking at um, the recombination group, for example. Um, and once you're done with this new theory, you're gonna take a new, a new step back. And so then you're gonna be like, oh, actually there is a bridge between those information. You start realizing that there is a connection between maybe like the Jamidans and the Apocalyptics or the Jamidans and the recombination group. And that's how you make breakthrough by connecting stuff that are in appearance 
uh, not connected to one another. Yeah, and there's so many different threads going on through the Metaplot right now that, you know, even if you really like reading about the Marauders, for instance, you can still find exciting and entertaining, entertaining things in other storylines. And like you said, you might find the answer you were looking for in the place you least expected. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I was actually, um, I was actually thinking about the, the first document I created, and it was just all my theories in one doc. And I, I just wrote this, the, the plot lines that I thought I had identified. And by doing so, it's also a good reminder of what you want to, to take a look at. And I did that with a gestation as well when uh, Marco gave me the, um, the first manuscript. And I was like, okay, I identify all those uh, storylines and I want to see which character is connected to which storyline. And you can do that with the general Dead Genesis plot because once you do that, suddenly you, you start making connections. So, oh, you realize, oh, fuck. Um, so let's take something that is not too, too spoilery. Vasco. So you, you go through Vasco and you're like, oh, okay, so this guy is a Spitalian. That's nice. But he's also connected to the Tsar, whatever the Tsar is. So you connect that to the Tsar. And the Tsar, you connect it to the fractal forest for some reason. And you're like, okay, cool. But you also connect the, star, the Tsar to the, the Discordance and to the Psychoverse. And suddenly you have Vasco by two nodes connected to the Psychoverse. And you're like, oh, maybe there's more connection. And you start digging. And that's how you make breakthrough by, by being like, okay, maybe there is a shortcut between this character and this other entity. Because maybe, may, it's not always the case, but maybe Vasco is connected to the Psychoverse in one way. And so you can start digging and find connections, shortcuts, I would say, between elements. And that's how you realize that you have connections in so many different directions. That's why sometimes the genesis feels so complex because it goes in all ways, all directions. And once you start looking at one character, you realize that it is connected to maybe three different things that are all equally important in the meta plot. But what we, what I want to say and what I meant is that visualizing the meta plot is one of the most important aspects of this. Maybe like Angelica, you want uh, to make it physical with like a, a cockboard and um, pins. Uh, maybe you need to write it down. Maybe you need to draw it, but finding the right way for you to visualize it is probably the most helpful thing you can do uh, after reading um, thoroughly. But visualizing, yeah, definitely it's maybe the most important thing you can do. I agree there for sure. There's way too much information in the books as is to contain in your head. And if you write it down in just like a Google document or notebook, that's too linear. Whereas all the threads connecting, and I keep saying threads because it reminds me of like a, a spider's web. It is, it is. Where it's all branching out, yeah. It definitely is. And for, uh, for a long time, people were like, oh, do you remember all this shit? And I was like, dude, I'm not genius. I'm like, I'm not a genius. I just keep my information organized uh, in a way that works for me. So at some point it was making individual documents interconnected to each other with hyperlink. It, was, it worked for some time, then it didn't work anymore. After that, it would mind map. Uh, then I, I switched to Airtable. And each of these elements or softwares or whatever you want to call them were very helpful at a specific point in, in time for me. But for other people, as I said, maybe you're just going to need a very visual stuff and you need uh, to create like a Photoshop or paint document where you can drag stuff around, make connections and, and use uh, illustrations from the book to remember where the information comes from. I don't know. Um, but there's not just one way to, to look at it. 
And I want to remind our listeners that even if they are doing all this theorizing and they think they understand where everything is, we could have a newly published story tomorrow or Friday that completely changes uh, pe people's theories. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is it's okay to be wrong. Be prepared to be wrong <laughs> because Marco could create something, publish something next week and it reveals something brand new, like uh, the Mother of Ravens yeah. story from last week. It was great, honestly. Um, I, I just, I don't want to talk about it. I want to encourage people to read it first, because like, I, like we said, we're not going to talk about the specific plots and explain them, but I think it was a great revelation. First, thank you. I mean, in behalf of Marco, thank you. But it makes me realize that it could sometimes feel like we're going to reveal stuff that are going to contradict everything uh, that you've read, you've read before, like some stuff we're going to reveal will destroy entire theories. What I want to say is the first time I read the entire story of the Genesis, like the unrevealed stuff, um, like modus operandi shit and stuff like that, I had a lot of stuff right. And the few stuff I had wrong were stuff that were not revealed yet. And the, the plot is super consistent. Like I've never seen or read anything that consistent. And there is nothing in the information that have been revealed that are misleading. The only thing that can be misleading is the interpretation that you make of them. But all the information that are here are just enough for you to understand what's going on. Yeah, and I wasn't implying that, I that you Marco or you yeah, uh, <laughs> um, threw in some red herrings or false leads. I just know that, for example, myself, I am really bad at subtext. So actually trying to understand the meta plot is a challenge for me. It's a big challenge. I can't, I can't read between the lines very easily. Okay. So I have a tendency to interpret things vastly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's and, also part of the fun. Yeah, and so part of the fun for me is theorizing, then reading something I hadn't read before and going, what? <laughs> I was completely off base? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, and it's never... It's never a feeling of frustration for me. Um, hopefully it's not a feeling of frustration for anyone. It it's more be. a feeling of, wow, like he really thought through this really well. And I completely, you know, I completely missed the mark. Yeah, I, I think you're actually pretty right in the fact that being wrong or making theories that are not correct is in no way something to be ashamed of. It's actually, I'm, I, I find it super cool. Um, uh, being wrong, having theories that are flawed, not having everything 100% correct, that's part of the game. And I, I, think, I think people should not be afraid of trying. What they should not do is trying to fire from the heap and be like, okay, I'm going to make weird theories all over, all over the place and submit them to a lot of people. That I would not recommend because that's not a good feeling. Um, it's annoying for everyone because it's not... Uh, it's annoying in the sense that if it's perceived that your theory doesn't have any ground, then it's going to be boring to read. Uh, but if you come with a theory that is solid in in your perspective, like in in your paradigm, then that's that's super cool because it means that even if it's wrong, that's still something you can use in game because other people in the game in the universe could actually believe that. So yeah, having theories is not bad. Having wrong theories is not bad. You just need to try. You can enjoy the genesis with, and don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, it's not uh, an insult, but with the most mundane aspect of the game. You don't have to read the meta plot and understand everything about the meta plot to enjoy the game. 
I was going to say that you can play years of Degenesis without touching the meta plot at all. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my first campaign, I was like, oh yeah, I want to, to put everything meta plot into it. It's so cool. I love this. And so after two years of campaign, I was like, oh, actually, that's that's nice, but it's also it also it's also taking so much away from the actual game. And now, after these two years of experience and with all the mistakes that I made as a let's say young GM on the Genesis, I'm switching to something much more mundane with almost nothing involving the meta plot. It's big plots, big stories, but nothing that touches the primer, the recombination group, the martyrs, or the machination of the cult. It's just laid back stories. And there's nothing wrong in playing the Genesis like that. You don't have to, to go super deep to have super compelling stories. Yeah, I agree. I think um, the first campaign that my group played was In Thy Blood, and maybe there was a little bit of the meta plot involved, but not really. And then we had our own homebrew that involved like fighting pits and a coup. And so it was it, totally unrelated, but still lots of fun, endless hours of fun. And recently we had a game that did touch the meta plot just a tiny bit. And I think it's one of those things where even just a small amount, if introduced well, can be huge, you know, in, in terms of you don't have to go deep into like the Marauders or, or what the SAR is. You can just introduce it slightly, make a reference, and it still has that wow factor, the enticing and enigmatic feeling to it that elevates the game just enough. I agree. I completely agree. I, and I think it also depends on your players, of course. If, if your players are not into this, but you are, you're going to need to find another way to satisfy your metaplot needs. Not all the players are into that. Mine, for example, are OGMs. Uh, so most of them know about the bigger stories of the Genesis. And, and after all this time, it's not funny anymore for us to put that in game. Um, the only thing I can make is like come with a new revelations uh, that I've had exclusively. And so I can in, I can put them in-game and make them discover this in-game. But then that's the only thing we can really do. There's no surprise anymore. So you need to find the proper way, the proper balance between uh, introducing new concept, making sure that you're not overselling the meta plot, because sometimes if you, if you oversell it, it's going to feel like too much for the players and they don't want to deal with uh, stuff that could kill them right away or that are just too complex. That's true. It's uh, It can be very deadly. <laughs> the meta plot can be very deadly. I think it can be very overwhelming for players to suddenly have this amount of information, in-game information, um, to swallow, digest, and understand. And even in, the, in terms of characters, most characters would not really know much about it at all. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Actually, I mean, even for players to understand the meta plot is an even like completely different story. Because right now we've been talking mostly, I guess, from the point of view of GMs, but I'm trying to think what it would be like for a player to understand that because it means they're learning it from the point of view of the GM, which might be flawed. And it means that in the mind of a player, the perception of what the metaplot is might be completely different from the perception of the GM, which might be completely different from the, what the metaplot actually is. So there, it's actually quite interesting to think about that for a second. Yeah, that's true, because most players would be learning it from the storylines the GMs are giving them, and it would be their character's perspective specifically. So depending on the cult, the metaplot is interpreted in different ways. Yeah. So that's actually pretty interesting. I, I never really thought about that, and I'm actually wondering how it goes. Um, 
That would be something to ask the audience, huh? Yeah, yeah, actually. Tell us, uh, if you're a player, uh, what was your first interaction with the Metaplot? How did, you, how did you take it in? How did you digest it? I'm actually really curious about that. And if you have answers, join our Discord server so that you can tell Erwan directly. Discord.gg slash Degenesis, yeah. Um, so before I interrupted you, you were about to say something, I think. Yeah, I was actually wondering what your favorite part or storyline of the Metaplot is. Um, that's a that's a big question. I, I didn't really think about it, and I don't want to reveal stuff that I uh, that are not published. Yeah, that's tough. You don't want to like reveal too yeah. much. Um, I'm going to slightly change the question from what my favorite re- reveal was because that was uh, that might be something that is not too spoilery because it was still in the realm of the the books. I think for me, so okay, Black Atlantic spoiler. For me, the biggest reveal and my biggest wow was Jihamed is Aries, but is dead. That was one of my, my favorite reveals. Yeah, that was pretty amazing, honestly. <laughs> I think that was definitely... Reading that too. That was definitely one of my biggest wow moments. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be flayed tomorrow by Marco when he will hear that because he'll be like, what? How can you say that? There's so many awesome stuff that you could like. Um, that's the one that comes at the top of my mind. Other than that, I think, I think in general, I really love the pre-Shatan timeline. There are so many different stuff going on, and the way, the way this world foreshadowed what happened in 2020 makes me laugh so much. Um, this is just <laughs> ridiculous. This is completely ridiculous. What about you? Uh, well, I think my favorite current mysteries are surrounding the Pure Strain and the Hive Research Group. Because um, I recently reread The Back of Catharsis mm-hmm. with uh, Petrova and what she's doing with the Hive Research Group. And this is one of those things that I read and then didn't really pick up on the first time I read it. But then I reread it and I thought, wait a moment, <laughs> there's something wrong here. <laughs> there's something really wrong here. So that's my biggest mystery right now is what is the Pure Strain and the Hive Research Group? So I'll be digging into that more later. But in terms of a reveal that recently made me go like, oh, shit, I think it was, again, a Black Atlantic spoiler. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. In, the, in the room when, I guess I should say, the concepts were the biggest reveal for me. Okay. And how they're actually tied into the meta plot. Because when I was creating character for the first time, playing Degenesis, I was like, okay, cool, character creation, concepts. That's an, an added layer that um, provides more material for a character uh, when you create it. But then reading Black Atlantic and the room, what is it called? The Hexagon or something like the that? The Polyedron. Yes, that one. When I was reading that scene and then reading the stuff that Eris was telling the characters, all of a sudden I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Wait a minute. Nothing in these books is done arbitrarily. No, that's actually, that's super funny to think that what you use yourself as a player to create a character, everything, an aspect of this exists in, re- in real life, like in the game, in the yeah, universe. Yeah, and it didn't, it didn't occur to me until the, reading that moment in Black Atlantic. And I had to like put, the, well, it was a PDF. So I like stepped away from my computer. I was like, I can't believe this. <laughs> when you step away from the computer, like, what? I know, I know. But actually, I'm, I'm checking again, but I think in Catharsis, when the concepts are introduced, there is a black box saying, 
Yes, there are, it's actually teased in Catharsis. There are sets of alleged personality patterns activated as a cascade of 22 symbols, every pattern related to exactly one symbol, the chronicler's dream became reality. So basically, the concepts are actually teased as being part of the universe and existing in the universe, straight in Catharsis. Oh man, that's one of those things. It's like literally the black box above um, the, the concepts. And that's super funny because you, you, you read that the first read through and you're like, okay, fun, cool. Thank you very much. Let me pick my concept. Exactly, exactly. I breezed over it. I read it and I was like, I automatically forgot exactly. <laughs> what this just said because it's not important to me at the time. And now that I've read Black Atlantic, it was very important. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, I actually think I, I found my favorite reveal. It's a reveal I can tease, but I can't say why. Um, and it, it ties back to a conversation we had like a long time ago on the Discord about who the head collector is. And that's a conversation I've had with Marco like several times. I've literally bothered him to give me the answer. And several times he was like, okay, who do you think it is? And I was like, okay, I think this is this type of character for this specific reason. And he, he was always like, never gave me the answer. But several times I gave him the right answer and he never accepted it. And, oh no. <laughs> and um, very recently, uh, while we were working on the website, he started working again on um, Justician and he, he wrote um, the final page for um, the ad collector. And I had, I had like this moment of, I knew it. I fucking knew it. You lied to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that was, a, that was a very satisfying reveal. And I think people are just going to freak out without thinking too much, but I think people are going to freak out because it's, a, okay. it's the last page of the book and it's oh. a fucking awesome last page. So I'm not, obviously I'm not going to ask you who it is, no. but is it somebody that nobody expects? I think so, yeah. I think so. Um, is it like, if, if we were to read about it, would we then say, oh, I should have known? No, I don't think so. Um, I, think, okay. I think it it takes several readings of the books and... I know I, I can't I can say more otherwise I'm going to give it away. Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll cut it off there. Yeah. But that's 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 a big big reveal. We are approaching the uh, near the end of our podcast session. Mm -hmm. So, uh, do we have any final tips for our listeners? Um, just enjoy. Um, the meta plot is nice. It's like a super good aspect of the game, but it's not the only one. You can find once a pleasure, but joy and fun by just reading the genesis for what it is like a universe that is very rich and the meta plot is just like the the icing on the cake yeah i would agree there's so much in the genesis that you can enjoy without touching the meta plot at all which i have done my group has done that in the first couple years we played and i don't think that people are losing anything or missing out on anything by by not involving themselves in the meta plot yet yeah I, and I, I mean, from what I've seen, the way Marco works and the way um, he writes, the love goes into the mundane. The love of the his love for the game goes into detailing the elements that are the least expected. And the meta plot is seeded in so many tiny ways, in so many different stories that if you try, you start focusing solely on that, you're going to miss out on. I think. Reading the meta plot or trying to, to 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 understand it is something that you need to do once you're very comfortable uh, with the rest of the game. Not because it's complex or because you need to be super smart to do that, but because 
if you only read the Genesis through the scope of the metaplot, you're going to miss so much uh, by only focusing on understanding the metaplot. So it needs to be done in a way that is healthy, so with moderation. I definitely agree with that. Anyway, this wraps up our podcast episode. Thank you all for listening, and we hope that you enjoyed exploring the metaplot with us as much as we enjoyed exploring it with each other. Thank you very much for listening to us. I would just say, if for any reason you have um, ideas of topics we could um, talk about, just let us know. We already have a list of stuff we want to, to talk about, but just feel free to suggest stuff so we can add it to the list and satisfy you in the future. And check out Degenesis at www.degenesis.com. Don't forget to listen, citizens. Sometime the cluster speaks.